If your goal is to trade your unused, unwanted land for cash as quickly as possible and as easily as possible, stay tuned to this segment of Sponsor Spotlight. Well, we want to welcome Alan Wright with Pyramid Properties. You hear his voice and have for a while now. Alan, welcome to Sponsor Spotlight. Thank you so much, Mr. Byron. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Well, we appreciate so much the partnership that we've had. How long has it been now that you've been on? It's been a year and a few months. Time flies when you're having fun, and, right. and hopefully it's been a benefit for you, too. Oh, definitely. I've gotten some great opportunities. I met some really nice people. And uh, maybe some of my sellers are listening today, and I just want to tell them I really appreciate them. Well, we appreciate that, and appreciate you, too. Tell me something about your backstory, maybe where you grew up, uh, attended school, about your family. Well, I grew up in uh, central Mississippi. Uh, my parents are both from Wisconsin, so um, we, we actually moved down to Mississippi when I was a small child. Uh, my dad was a nuclear engineer, so I lived in that area all the way up until 2008. Moved up to North Mississippi for a job and uh, ended up kind of stumbling into real estate, <laughs> maybe divine <laughs> intervention. Stumbling and, into mm, it. So how did that happen? So I had a contact that worked at a title company, and we ended up starting to research the whole business together. And I bought a rental property, just kind of got more and more into it. Um, I was working a job as operations manager for a um, insurance restoration company. That kind of gave me a lot of knowledge of the type of um, damage that homes could sustain and, and what it costs to get them back in um, working order again. And that really kind of helped me put my foot in to start doing it full time. Did you tell me at one time, because you, you've been in the studio, it's been a while that when you first came to record the commercial, that's airing on Bot Radio, that you went to Mississippi College, is that right? That's right. Why did you go to Mississippi College? Well, um, my parents lived in Clinton at the time, and they <laughs> wanted me to go <laughs> close by. Mississippi College has a great reputation, Christian College, yeah. um, you know, great values and everything, and, and um, I just decided to, to go there as opposed to going to a junior college. Right. So, Prior to starting Pyramid Properties, had you had any real estate background? When I went to college, I ended up um, as a marketing major. We didn't have any. If if some some colleges nowadays have like real estate as a as a major, that wasn't an option for me. So um, I would say that my interest kind of developed over time, as opposed to having any kind of background in it. Yeah. Um, I worked at I worked in broadcast television for a short period of time after college. Um, ran some restaurants. So I would say my background probably gave me more people skills than it did actual just real estate knowledge. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the real estate knowledge was kind of added. And then I've, I've found that my, you know, people skills and, and enjoying dealing with people has really allowed me to enjoy, yeah. you know, enjoy yeah. the job and feel like yeah. I'm in the right place now. So, so you said broadcast television. So right. what did you do in broadcast television? I was the uh, business manager for a TV station down there in, near Jackson. So was it on air or was it behind the scenes? We um, well, I wasn't on the air or anything like that. I ran the business office. Yeah. So as far as like you know, receivables, payables, all that kind of stuff. Because you look um, like a reporter to me. <laughs> so you could have easily had a TV career, I'm sure. <laughs> well, appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've got the all the skills for that, but okay. So what year was it that you started Pyramid Properties? And I guess I can imagine why you use the name Pyramid in your company's name. Right. Well, I, I actually started that LLC in uh, 2020. Um, before that, I was doing real estate stuff, you know, without being under an LLC. But that LLC, I just really wanted to come up with a name that, that reflected the area and made people feel like this is local. You know, this is someone who's in the area that will kind of share the area's 
character yeah, <laughs> characteristics. Yeah. Well, what I like, too, Alan, is the consistency you have in your ad campaigns. Because if you listen to Bot Radio or if you flip the dial, we well, hope you don't do, hope you stay with Bot Radio. But if you happen to flip on another radio station that you advertise on, you hear the same basic format Usually there's a different number, I think, at the end, you know, for people to engage. But you have that same format. I I like the way you do that. What are some of the basic reasons that you find that people typically want to sell their property? Well, um, I have a lot of sellers who inherited a property um, or they may have a rental property that they've had for some years and and – kind of ready to get out of the landlording business, as you would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that happens a lot. Um, occasionally, I'll have a seller who just is moving into a different into a different property and wants to wants to sell it fast. Um, may, it may need a little bit of work and isn't the ideal property to list with a realtor. Those are some common um, reasons that people would sell property to me. Can we talk about the integrity side of what you do? Some people might compare it to used car salesmen. And say, do you know where I'm coming from? <laughs> right, And this right. is not to demean you at all, because I know you have integrity, you have a reputation. I think that makes some people apprehensive to know, can I call Alan and can I trust Alan if I call him? Right. I definitely know what you mean there. Um, some some people who seem, you know, could seem predatory if you're looking for people that are in a bad spot to, you know, to buy a property from. Uh, my personal view is that my goal is for after the transaction is over that the seller is happy enough with me that they would that they would give me a great review and also refer me to their friends and family if they have have a similar situation going on. So that's that's how I want it to be after the transaction is over. Um, as far as the integrity side of it, um, you know, I do have people that call me that aren't quite sure. You know, they're just they they are aware of scams that are going on and all that kind of stuff. And and I'll I'll tell people you know I've got plenty of title company references you can you can talk to people that I that I deal with at the title companies who actually close the transactions and they'll tell you that I'm that I'm doing business and closing deals um, you know I've got a website with some with some uh, client testimonials or seller testimonials I should say so I try to be um, really an open book as far as what you know what I'm doing and. And just um, you know, make people comfortable to do business with me because that's that's really important to me to to have them happy after right. the transaction's over. And the kind of market we're in right now, I mean, it's crazy, right? Right. You're seeing rental properties crazy prices now. People are paying to rent even apartments, but really crazy real estate market we're in right now. Sure, definitely, and it's pretty mind blowing that the that the market's been like that. Um, I think one thing about real estate that is that you learn, when, especially when you're involved in the business, is it's hyper localized. So you may have one neighborhood where that kind of stuff is going on, and then and then other neighborhoods, you know, maybe not so much. Really? And um and now now we're definitely seeing the tides turn a little bit because now interest rates have been going up, um, you know, pretty steadily, which has taken you know, potentially hundreds of dollars out of people's pockets a month to buy the same house because it's costing a lot more to borrow it. And um, so now we're really going to see kind of what what shakes out this in this next year right. plus. Um, so it's it's honestly a little bit um, unnerving to be in the business because you just don't know what's what's going to happen. Um, but I do think with Memphis being a great place to live, we've got a lot of economic things going on with developments, medical developments, um, you know, and things like that. And I think it's going to keep our market pretty strong. Alan, why should a property owner utilize your service instead of maybe using a real estate agent and listing their property? 
Well, every option that you have has advantages and disadvantages, you know, and I'm, I'm happy to, to discuss with people what are the advantages of listing with a realtor. Typically, um, you're, you're going to get the highest price by doing that if the house doesn't doesn't need work. That is probably the main advantage is just if you've got a house that, that can be listed on the market without, without doing a bunch of work to it, then you're going to get top dollar for it. Um, if the market's really strong and it's a great you know, neighborhood, sought after neighborhood, it yeah. can be very fast. Right. It could be a week and you've got it sold. More of kind of where my value is, is when you get into the, you know, the house needs some work, you you want to do it quick. Um, you, you don't want the hassle of cleaning the house out or doing any kind of repairs at all or paying closing costs. Um, yes. You know, when you're, when you kind of get into those type of situations, I can be a pretty good pretty good option. And because of the way the market is right now, you know, if you if you've got a piece of property, you think, well, I'm going to just do these repairs and they may be listed. Sometimes it might take you 6 months or longer to get a contractor to do the work. And if you need to get out quick, that can be a challenge also. And that's a really good point. Um, the way the market's been, it's kept people doing the work very tied up and it can be hard to get people to do small jobs especially and that's a challenge you have when you're just kind of requesting a one-off piece of work as opposed to someone who's got a lot of projects going on and can keep people busy yeah. working. What are some questions, Alan, a property owner should ask themselves before selling their property? I would recommend figuring out what are your main objectives, what's the most important thing to you in the transaction um, when you do finally sell it. Do you want it to be quick? Do you want to get the best price? Do you want it to be the most hassle-free it can be? Some things to consider would be, are you going to have to store items? Are, are you having to move somewhere else and then move again? Are you storing items? Are you are Do you have items you don't want to deal with anymore that you just want to leave in the house? Which Those, is one of the things that you say that if somebody has items that they don't want to worry about taking to Goodwill or putting them out on the street curb, they can just leave in the house and you'll take care of that when the, you do the process of closing the house. That's right. I'm, I'm used to dealing with all kinds of stuff that are left left behind in the house. Um, once once it's vacated, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'll, I can't imagine some <laughs> of the properties you've seen. Right. You know? <laughs> I, I should have kept a log of some of the craziest things I've seen. I, I think I've probably forgotten some of them already, but it's, it's wild. <laughs> also, when you've got people spending money on taxes on unused land is another advantage of trying to liquidate property, save some of that, you know, ongoing expense. Definitely. Anyone with a piece of land or or a vacant, you know, vacant house, when you're sitting there and it's costing you money every year to, to pay taxes on it, maintenance, those are great properties to go ahead and sell and make some money on and not have to worry about it any, anymore. Okay, you talk about a hassle-free transaction that you offer. What makes it hassle-free? Speed is definitely a major consideration with with um, having a hassle-free sale. One thing I pride myself on is whatever the seller's time frame is, is what I'm going to shoot for. I've closed something in a week before. I don't like to promise that because it's it's not completely in my control. Some of it's with the title company, but whether they want to close just ASAP yesterday <laughs> or if they want to close a month from now, Two months from now, I mean, I've signed a purchase agreement that was over six months just to give the people some flexibility, yeah. and they ended up finding a new place to go to, and within two months, we were we were closed. So that's that's a big thing. Like you were saying, leaving things inside the house that you don't want to deal with and not having to clean it out or get it you know, all clean inside like you would with a retail sale. So those, I would say those are some of the things people appreciate. Do I need to acquire the services of a lawyer before closing with you? No, um, I tend to pay closing costs, so that means that that um, I will choose a title company 
that would represent both of us. Um, I only use some of the biggest title companies in town. They all do things by the book and buying on a warranty deed. So that means that any kind of encumbrances would need to be cleared. Um, any kind of um, things that would cloud the title would need to be taken care of before. But Right. Well, to what extent do you add value to the properties that you purchase? It really depends on what type of property it is, um, because I've got a lot of different ways of working things. Um, some properties I will buy, you know, fix up, um, rent out. Um, others I may fix up and, and sell. Sometimes I'll sell them to other investors. So it, it really depends. I use that as kind of a bit of flexibility that I have to, to work a deal different ways. And sometimes um, that, that al- allows me to offer a higher price to the seller. So. Right. You, you haven't had anybody where you bought their home, you fixed their home up, and they wanted to they wanted to buy it um, back. I, I did have that happen <laughs> one time. Really? So you right. had that happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Tell me about the simple form that I need to complete so that you can give me an offer on my property. What's in the simple form? Well, um, on my website, uh, pyramid901.com, um, I've got a form, a, a seller information form. It's got your name, contact info, and the property address. Um, It's got a couple other questions about the condition. That's pretty much it. I don't need a whole lot of information to at least be able to look it up and contact you and kind of see what your objectives are and see if we're a fit. There are no commission fees going through you. Closing costs, you always cover the closing costs. Yes. Yes. I pay the closing costs. Um, There's no commissions involved. Occasionally, I'll have someone that wants to use their own attorney to close their side of the transaction. And um, when we do that, I'll cover all the other all the other closing costs besides the attorney right. fee. So. so once I decide to utilize Pyramid Properties for purchasing my home, we make the, the agreement. Do I get a check? Uh, is there a wire transfer at closing? How does that work? Well, the title companies will either they will either give you a physical check or they will wire to your bank account. So those are those are really the two options. Also, I was wondering, Alan, do you provide renovation services to property owners wanting to repair their homes instead of selling? Are you able to help in that area? I typically uh, refer that to, to someone else who's a general contractor um, because I have to kind of focus on my strengths. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, um, and I don't want to kind of get out of what I'm good at doing and the person end up not being happy. So right. I tend to refer things out if it's something that's not really in my wheelhouse. What do you like most about advertising here on Bot Radio? I like uh, dealing with you, you know, dealing with everyone at the station who's, who's really nice. Um, I like meeting the nice people that call me for my spot. Um, I've met some great people from that. I've met people that we've done a deal and we ended up, you know, continuing to follow up every now and then and just kind of, you know, enjoy hearing what's going on with the person. Like I said, I've gotten some great opportunities from, but I've met some really nice people and it's just been a great thing that I'm looking forward to doing into the future. Okay. Go over that list again. If you can remember that you talk about, if you've got foreclosed houses, rental, I mean, junk houses, tell me all the different houses and properties (laughs) that you're looking to. Okay. Well, um, definitely, you know, I call them junky houses, not to be disrespectful, but houses that need, you know, need a good bit of work. People getting a divorce sometimes is as much as it's a tough thing to go through. I'm very respectful of that, but, but, um, I have, you know, bought houses from people in that situation. Um, anyone who's going through pre foreclosure, I've saved houses from the tax sale from where, where the city's going to, going to end up selling it to pay off back taxes. Um, I bought them like that. 
those are some of the situations. Now, if somebody, say, already has their house listed with an agent, hearing us talk right now, I mean, I guess they're in a contract, so they couldn't, if they decide, well, I'd rather go with Allen, do Pyramid Properties, kind of close this out quicker. They're not getting the traffic they would like to get through the real estate agent. Is there a possibility they could still come with you? Well, some options there would be to contact me and we talk about what kind of price they're looking for. And if it's something that I can do, you know, I would do it whether it's an agent or not. It's just that they would be paying their agent commissions. I mean, that would be one option that we work the deal with the agent because I'm, I don't want to go around anyone no. because that's just not the way to do business. But another way would be after the listing agreement expires, then to sell it off market. Okay, so they could contact you. And speaking of contacting you, how do we do that? And you've got a website, of course, too. Give that information out and numbers that our bot radio network listeners can contact you. Well, I've got a website, which is pyramid901.com. You can either fill out the seller form that I've got on there. Um, if you don't feel like doing that, you could email me directly at alan, A-L-A-N, at pyramid901.com. I've got a phone number on my website, which is 901-504-5555. Of course, my bot radio number, which is 901-443-1111. Either of those numbers that you call or text will go straight to me. So it it won't make a difference which number you call. You're just going to get me. You might get a recording, but listen, Alan will call you back. Believe me, uh, he doesn't waste time on that. And you'll get a call back, someone who's very caring and understands your concerns, too, and can walk you through the process. So please... Call him at Pyramid Properties. Thank you, Alan, so much for the relationship we have with Bot Radio and advertising. Thanks for being on Sponsor Spotlight. Thank you, Mr. Byron. Really, really enjoyed it, and I look forward to catching up with you again sometime. For half a century, Mid-America has been lighting the way by equipping biblical leaders to take the gospel to all the world for Jesus' sake. We're going to celebrate today 50 years of operating an incredible ministry right here in our city, Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. Dr. Michael Spradlin, the president of the seminary, is here. Mike, welcome. Can you believe it's been 50 years? Byron, um, well, first of all, thank you for all that you do and Bot Radio. You guys are incredible, and you're one of the, the greatest blessings in the whole Mid-South area just your program. And so, uh, first of all, thank you to you and the staff and just for allowing me to be with you today. Also, no, I can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was thinking about it. You were approximately 10 or 11 years old when the seminary began 50 years ago. That's right. So were you even thinking at that time, did you want to be a uh, a policeman? Oh, I want to be a fireman. Oh, no, I, I want to be a seminary president. <laughs> I wanted to be a professional jazz musician. Did you really? Yeah, I did. And, and the Lord saved jazz and me when he saved me and called me to preach. So I wasn't a Christian when I was at that age. I was saved at 15. Some friends invited me to go to a church in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I heard the gospel preached clearly and went back um, a few weeks later, and the pastor talked to me and led me to Christ. And so I was surrendered to preach about six months after that. I sensed a call to ministry at age 16, started preaching as a teenager. And so didn't know anything about seminary or education. So I really heard about Mid-America my sophomore year in college when my roommate told me about this school in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. Well, Founders Days is coming up August 16th through the 18th. This is a really special time every year for the seminary, and especially this year with 50 years. That's right, and um, it's our 50th anniversary as an institution. School started in 1972, Little Rock, Arkansas, and then in 1975, really through the influence of Dr. Adrian Rogers, 
he had been a student of our founder, Dr. Gray Allison, and so he had talked to him about there's a building across the street from Bellevue Baptist Church in Midtown. Yeah. So the seminary had thought about permanently located which was a jewish synagogue it was a jewish synagogue and bellevue baptist church was looking at purchasing the property because temple israel was building a new facility and so bellevue had looked at it but it was on the other side of a busy street and they weren't really sure that they could retrofit it for what they needed but it had a school built into it or a shul as they said so adrian rogers called gray allison and said instant seminary Reflect, if you would, on that transition where Dr. Gray Allison stepped down as president of the seminary and you were installed. What was the biggest challenge for you in stepping into that role? It was one of those things where being very young and naive, I'm still not very smart, but at least I'm not young anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But I really, and I, I even told my wife at the time, I said, I probably won't last two years because Dr. Allison was our founder. He's up on a pedestal. He's in our little mid America world. He was a living legend. And he's very strong-willed, and there were two ways to do something, the Allison way and the wrong way. And I just was not that type of person. I thought that I would be like a transitional leader. You know, sometimes you have a long-term pastor, and then somebody comes in for a couple years, and then the third person is kind of the next long-term person. I really just assumed that because of my youth and inexperience that I would be a transitional person. And so Leanne and I uh, were talking, my wife and I were talking, and she said, well, why would we do that if, if, and I said, well, if that's what God's called you to do, you, you do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm an unknown. And so I really have nothing to lose, you know, if, if, if it flames out after two years, but I had a calling to do it. And Dr. Allison is what made it successful because he said, I have a conviction from the Lord that I'm supposed to retire. The trustees, you know, he said, I don't want to pick my successor. And so the trustees had gone through a pretty extensive process. I wasn't really in on it other than being one of the candidates. So when I started, though, I had his full enthusiastic support, and that's what made it work. Dr. Allison's final charge to the board of directors was, be sure that Mid-America is true to Jesus Christ, the Lord, and to his holy and errant word. Be sure the seminary stays true to her commitment to the local church. Be sure that always when people hear the name of the school that they will think Bible preaching, missions, evangelism, these things are of vital importance. Keeping that, I mean, for 50 years, that's longevity. And to be able to keep that goal and that focus. For me, one of the biggest challenges is because when you talk about vision and and leadership and stuff like that is people feel like, well, a new vision is exciting. And if you're just saying the same old things, and we've talked about that through the years, like Bible missions evangelism, gosh, you guys have been talking about that forever. You need to change. You know, what are you doing next? And it's like, well, that's our calling. A vision is not some new marketing campaign that we've got. It's like God called us to stand for the inerrancy of Scripture, which means the Bible's all the way true personal evangelism, just telling the love of Jesus to Mm -hmm. everybody and taking the gospel to the nations. So the key thing and the fact that the Board of Trustees have been great in this regard, too, is everybody's really been sensitive to the fact that we have a calling from God for these things. It's not that we're trying to come up with a new angle or something like that. And that's where I really remember so many things. Dr. Gray was great. We call him Dr. Gray because we had several Allisons on faculty when I was a student. But we really call out to the Lord, keep us straight. I mean, that's the thing, is that you and I are sinners. I'm a sinner. I make mistakes. But the Lord guides us, and as long as we're willing to listen, he will give us that direction. Do you have any special moments, just one-on-one time with you and Dr. Gray? Kind of in a relaxed mode, just sharing time together? It's a really good question. So I was scared to death of Gray Allison as a student. I avoided him at all costs. He was this dominating figure. And it's like, you know, if, if you weren't dressed right, you, if you left your tie at home, 
don't let him catch you. You know, he'd say, maybe you need to find another seminary. So uh, for two degrees, master's and doctorate, I talked to him almost not at all. Totally my fault, my loss. When I came back on faculty in 93, um, after a year, went up to New York to lead the Mid-American New York right. campus. So he came up and spent a couple days up there just to, to be with us. And one day he just relaxed and started just talking about his life and telling jokes and singing songs. And then we'd kind of drive in the car together to go visit pastors and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is an awesome guy. I wish I'd met you years earlier. And so it's really sad because I had him on such a pedestal. I didn't even think of him as like a regular guy. And I remember him telling me, I'm a strong introvert, and I just really need alone time. It's like, you talk to people 24-7. He said, well, that's the calling. So that's a great question. Man, he was a treasure in so many ways, but it was really in New York that I met the man. Well, again, the Founders Day celebration, August 16th through the 18th. You've got some special guests. We do. We have Ernie Haas and Signature Sound are coming. Big concert on Tuesday night. We'll have choir, orchestra led by Dr. Jim Whitmire. I'll be preaching a message on the cross, talking about not really just the past, but what's the next few years look like for the seminary. We'll have some special ceremonies with the faculty. We always sign the articles of belief, the doctrinal statement, to say, hey, we're standing firm on the Word of God. Wednesday morning, Dr. Mikey Mooburn, who's the new dean of the seminary, Dr. Thompson, Dr. Brad Thompson's the dean of the college. He's the dean of the seminary. I'm the president of everything, but Mikey will be preaching. Thursday, I'll be telling the story, The Miracle of Mid-America. Dr. Allison did that about just all the unusual things that God did through the years, and it's pretty amazing. I um, have to tell myself sometimes when I'm feeling a little weak in prayer, it's like, Lord, is this going to work out? I know the Lord's like, well, has it worked out every year for 50 years? Yes, it's going to work out. And so how God does it is really awesome. And this is a community-wide, open-to-the-public event. Absolutely. We would love, if you need some encouragement, you want some Bible preaching, some great music, Signature Sound is incredible, come join us. It's open to the public. Whether it's Tuesday night or Wednesday and Thursday at 11 a.m., we want you there. Come and just come and be blessed. The Founders Day celebration, August 16th through the 18th. Go to the website for more details at mabts.edu. Be sure and check it out, mabts.edu. Dr. Michael Spradlin, thank you so much for stopping by and sharing with us Founders Days in these 50 years at MidAmerica. Thank you, Byron. It's been a joy to be with you. Well, thanks for listening to Sponsor Spotlight. I'm Byron Tyler. It's been a pleasure, friend, to have Dr. Michael Spradlin with Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. Also, Alan Wright with Pyramid Properties on today's show. We appreciate our advertisers so very much. You can get a complete list of our advertisers by going to the website, botradionetwork.com, and look for the sponsor page. And be sure you utilize the great services that our sponsors provide. And don't forget, today and tomorrow are the last days for early voting in Tennessee for the August 4th federal primary, state, and county general election. Now, for a list of early voting locations and times, visit our local Bot Radio Network Memphis Mid-South Facebook page for all the details. But the main thing is to go out and vote either this afternoon or tomorrow on Saturday. Definitely don't forget the August 4th date if you have to wait till then. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. Have a great weekend.